0: This week's episode of Red Cap Recap is brought to you by Trump Spray Tan, the official spray tan of the Orange Supremacists. I'm too sexy for my love, too sexy for my love, love's going to leave. Stay out. Welcome back to the Red Cap Recap. My name is Dick Burns. I'll be your host, and joining me today, as always, from somewhere in Bermuda, we have Professor Merninwood. Professor, do you copy?
1: Yes, Dick. It's lovely to be here on this day. Except I heard for the league.
0: I, I heard that you're on vacation and that mm. you've actually still dedicated the time to come and talk about this Men in Tides League while enjoying a little bit of R&R. Tell me, are you a crazy man? Are you addicted? What's going on?
1: Oh, no, no, no. I just needed to get away for a bit. I watched this mad debate last night, and it it exhausted me. So then I realized I also am a little bit sadistic, while simultaneously uh, a little bit of Stockholm Syndrome, and I needed to get back to what I hate the most, and that would be commentating on this league
0: Well, I'm a little bit aroused just hearing those big words, so (laughs) let's go ahead and jump into it. We have a doozy this week. Dare I say, I'm looking forward to the conversation, and we're going to start it off big, and when I mean big, I mean big. We're talking 142.82 points from Team Poop, absolutely crushing Kevin 2.0, putting up 108. It's official. Team Poop is here. They're doing their thing. You can smell what they're cooking. (laughs) Professor, tell me about this team, and what do you see for the future? How far is Team Poop going to take it this year?
1: Oh, it's honestly, it could go a lot of different ways, but one of the things that's most exciting for him is that his flexes put up a stupid amount of points, and his defense put up a whopping 27. Even with Chris Carson going injured, which we don't know how long that necessarily is going to be, he still soundly would be able to beat Kevin 2.0. Actually, he could take his two starting running backs out and not have any qualms with it at all. So it's I, I, I like what, what, what we're seeing here particularly. I like to see Robert Woods getting a touchdown. That's not something that he's been known for doing. And then the rest of his players came to ball out. Uh, I, I don't know if we're going to see many 142-point weeks, but I do think that Team Poop is here to stay.
0: Yeah, I mean, Team Poop is over here flushing the competition. It's it's one of these teams that is consistently putting up points and not having to rely on specific individuals. I mean, when you have Kenyon Drake only putting up a 7.9, you know that that's going to come. He's got the fourth most carries in the entire NFL right now. And on the bench, we got Daryl Henderson. So as Carson goes down to a very unfortunate defensive play, <laughs> Um, you have Daryl Henderson who's going to step in and I think has the potential to put together some points every single week. Um, it, it's probably going to be a little bit random of what that backfill provides you. Um, but yeah, there's talent up and down this roster. Very impressed with Team Poop. Um, Kevin 2.0 on the other hand, a better performance than we've been seeing in the past few weeks. Tell me, uh, how is he putting it together this week, and, and can it be consistent?
1: Right, right. Well, obviously, the uh, game-time decision to have Julio sit out was not something that he would have hoped for, and obviously not ideal. Simultaneously, that's not definitely a deciding factor when you get walloped like happened here. I, I do think that, obviously, the injury to it slowed him down, as we've seen Goddard having some stiller weeks. Uh, Hamler, of course... Um, <laughs> Bless his heart and bless his quarterback situation. Uh, he might have a promising young season, but not this season. Uh, other than that, I don't really care for most of the things on, on the bench of Kevin 2.0. I think that he kind of uh, can, can get consistent numbers coming out of Dak Prescott uh, and Dalvin Cook and Austin Eckler. The rest are, I I don't really care for.
0: Yeah, I mean this team I think had a had a peak week and you know someone who's been struggling to put it together this year uh putting up 108 unfortunate to be going against that 142. It's not gonna be reflective of the efforts he put up, um, but I think it will be more consistent uh with with the, the taking a loss, which is gonna be something that's gonna happen pretty often for Kevin 2.0. <laughs> and I think the real story here that we can't ignore is that Kevin 2.0 is just picking tight ends and they are just Going out. (laughs) That's pretty much the only thing consistent other than him losing. You're betting on Blake Jarwin, someone that can go undrafted in most leagues, a very unfortunate injury uh, week one. You then go and you take Dallas Gardner. Boom, you're losing him this week. I don't know who this guy's going to get off the waiver wire, but whoever it is, I'm dropping him in all my other leagues.
1: Indeed, indeed.
0: All right, well, let's go ahead and move on to our next matchup. We had the Kansas City Queefs. Uh, valiant effort taking on the hip hip Murray 93.6 points for the queefs 104.6 points from hip hip Murray um talk to me about the queefs this is something uh that I, i think a team that we see some promise in consistently putting up these these 90 100 point weeks um you know, what, what is it going to take for this team to take the next step? And, and is it even, is it on the waivers or is it something that he already has?
1: Right, right. Well, honestly, a little confused knowing that James White wasn't going to play why Rex Burkhead was not in the starting lineup anywhere. It seems that, I don't know, it seems like that would have been an easy choice for me. Obviously, I get where you'd want to stay away from the Pats running backs at all, but it seems like when some of the, the the lead talent is out you want to put another one in and that would be a great going in, especially I, I just don't understand that one. Austin Hooper I don't know how he's still rostered, much less started. It's 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 fascinating. That being said, some of the things in the bright spots, Russell Wilson has just continued to dominate uh, especially with the record that he broke with most touchdowns in the first three games of a season. I like the addition of Miles Gaskin, and I think that he uh, looks like he might be the lead back officially now, With uh, even with Jordan Howard and Matt Breida being on the roster. Uh, and then, of course, Gallup coming to play, finally getting a chance, not letting a pass interference uh, have him stole out what would be a good thing. I, I do think the Kansas City queefs have a little bit of up and up. It's nice to see Anthony Miller getting some love now that you've nicked Foles in, in the mix i still don't think that he's going to win many games but it could be worse
0: sure and i think you know the storyline here is uh, trying to go up and to the right you know we can get rid of that austin hooper terrible start even worse keeper um and we can put <laughs> Kittle back in the lineup hopefully this week and that's someone that you can uh count on to, to be a competitive advantage in that tight end spot um turning back over to hip hip murray someone that was favored last year um you know a, a powerhouse and, and a roster that is consistently putting up points not his best showing this week um he, he pulled out the w um but what are some areas that hip hip murray can can start to improve this roster so that they can guarantee more competitiveness when he has tougher matchups
1: right right well obviously without christian mccaffrey That's going to hurt any roster. So when you're able to put up 100 points without that, props. He does have Mike Davis on there, who also, also, I mean, not a bad fill-in. Truly, not a bad fill-in whenever you see the alternative. Chubb. I, I didn't realize that all of the Cleveland running backs were going to be able to have quite fantastic weeks, but Chubb came into play as well. 108 yards, two touchdowns looking good, Murray's looking good. If OBJ would ever get what he deserves when it comes to looks and scores and stuff like that, uh, and played anything like he did when he had uh, babyface, what was his name? Eli Manning, that's the one. Uh, Whenever he had dopey babyface throwing to him, he had a lot more success. It seems that there's too many mouths to feed now. And of course, let's not deny the efficiency of Mr. Evans. Two receptions, two touchdowns.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think the the weakness here for the hip-hip Murray is definitely going to be in the flex, right? We got Jerry, Judy, Golden, Tate. These aren't guys that you're going to be able to, you know, lean on for consistent performances. Uh, Putting up five points, putting up three points, that's going to be pretty average. And I'm not seeing anything on the bench that would allow him to really step in and and, uh, upgrade that position. Um, So whether it be through trade or be through waiver wires, um, if hip-hip Murray wants to continue to compete this year, um, I think he's going to have to do something to bolster up the strength of that flex position.
1: Without a doubt. Also, uh, <laughs> the fact that you've got two Broncos receivers, essentially, that's thats not something that I would feel confident starting in any capacity.
0: No, absolutely. I agree. And let's go ahead and move on to the next uh, matchup here. We have the Chewbacca defense, not to be outshone by Team Poop, but by merely point eight putting up 142 points, absolutely crushing the dreams of Team Huster. Um, What a performance by the defense. Talk to me about this team while I take it out and slowly stroke it.
1: Oh, indeed, indeed. So again, going back to the Anthony Miller love, A. Robinson got to absolutely love the fact that he's getting the love and the attention from Nick Foles in such a great comeback victory. Got to love also just watching the Falcons. Uh, They can't seem to catch a break when it comes to a lead. They just... They just can't help themselves. But yes, 10 receptions, 123 yards and a touchdown. I think that A-Rob is actually uh, up and to the right, just like my wiener. Uh, gotta also love the situation when you have know, Paddy Mahomes coming out with a 40-point game. He has been missing that. Not to say that Mahomes has not been doing... I'm sorry, uh, Patrick Mahomes. I was told that his mother finds offense if you do not specify his name is... Patrick. So Patrick Mahomes with a 40 point outing, uh, looking very, very much like the the person that you would hope for with essentially uh, the, the first quarterback taken off the board had this not been a keeper.
0: Yeah, that's uh, that's the type of performance you definitely want to see. And I mean, this this team's just got it going on. Again, this is, um, you know, consistently putting up points. A lot of the good players with depth, um, looking down and being able to rely on your flex position to, to give you a competitive advantage. This is a team that'll, that will uh, that will have many, many matchups this week, uh, this year, that, that we're going to be excited to review <clears throat> and look forward to the rematch with Team Poop when it happens.
1: Absolutely. Again, Derek Henry as well coming out to show as well. Let's not deny the 25 points out of there. Again, that's what you would hope for. we will be interesting to see how the COVID affects this particular player and their teams, but it is nice whenever it strikes you hard.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and hard I got struck. Now, <clears throat> looking at Team Hooster, what's what's going on here? Is this is is this the beginning of the end for Team Hooster? And and do we need to just expect an, a loss every time he he plays every week?
1: Starting to think so. Starting to think so, Dick. I will say yeah. that it is it is promising that his first overall pick in this year's draft did outperform three of his keepers. So he did obviously make the right decision in that. You gotta love Jeff- uh, Justin Jefferson and the way that he was able to finally connect with Kirk Cousins. Starting to see like they might utilize him more and not just target Adam Thielen. Obviously Kamara came to ball. The rest of his team. I- on paper, on paper, it looks fantastic. The problem is consistently being able to make anything happen out of it. I, I just can't see that happening.
0: Well, and, and we knew that the receiver position was a weak point for this team coming in. Um, a lot of rookies taken and, you know, honestly, a lot of hits on the rookies that he's taken. The, the issue is it's a guessing game each week of who you're supposed to start and where you're going to be able to, to get that maximum value. So unless some of these receivers really start to plant themselves as a go-to uh, weekly starter, then it's going to be a lot of guessing games. And then that's just too much variance for me to be confident in this team.
1: Absolutely. Not that it's a good thing, but it is a good thing for an Ertz owner to know that Dallas Goddard is out for some time in the short term. Uh, it, It could at least help get, I mean, it could be a double-edged sword in the fact that he's going to get covered more than he already is. But having less competition for snaps with all of the injuries that the receiving core of the Eagles has might be able to help his chances and get him at least a consistent tight end starter.
0: Absolutely. Now, I I would rather just skip over this next matchup because, Professor, there's not a lot to talk about here. It's two (laughs) pathetic teams who are choosing not to show up week after week. What these owners are doing playing fantasy football, I don't know. They've got to have better things to do to occupy their time, or maybe they're not spending any time on it, and that's why they're not able to put together a performance. But we have the Westerosi Fear Boners squeaking out a victory with 84.42 points against the artist formerly known as Victoria's Secret that's now going by the moniker of Tanking for Tua. Only putting up seventy eight point four eight points. Reminder: this is a two flex league. Seventy eight point four eight points, Professor. You don't have to spend a lot of time on this, but tell me what you see and let's move on. Well, anyone
1: who starts DeAndre Swift and Carryon Johnson, <laughs> and then and then gets less than five points combined—that's that's. that's that's just dreadful. But then he made sure to save it with a Lennon Fournette. Uh, wait, two point two points out of him. That's just that's just awful. Cam Newton is not going to have a twelve or eleven point week very regularly. So I do think that's going to go back. I think anyone who's playing against D, uh, the Denver when their defense is up, I think that's always a win. I, I obviously Devontae Adams being out doesn't help. I don't like this roster. It's pretty pretty trash. I look at the other side. I don't know how they won. It, it it doesn't seem like that should have happened either. <laughs> I don't really care for many other players on them. I, I'm, I've got nothing else to say.
0: I'd rather stick a toothbrush in my pee hole than continue the conversation on these two. Moving on to the next matchup. Here we have the great Cornholios taking a knee and bowing to the supreme leaders of this league. The only undefeated team the most annoying owner that i've ever encountered in a chat another year another l 109 points three and O, leading the entire league fuck this guy talk to me about this team and why we're going to continue to see w's
1: well josh allen and the buffalo fucking bills That's all I really got to say. I don't understand. Everyone thought that Josh Allen was going to be more of a mobile quarterback. We don't necessarily expect him to hit high numbers, passing yards and stuff like that. Yet consistently, Josh Allen has been dominate. He has consistently been able to put up at least 300 yards in the air. That's right. 300 yards in the air. He's getting at least two to three touchdowns uh, a week when it comes air. That, that is just insane and, and unheard of compared to what we had expected looking on him. Robinson coming for Jacksonville. What a clutch ad with the droppings of Fournette, who would have thought that he was going to be the guy, especially with all the people who got sick with COVID and everything. And just, man, he came in, snatched them really well. I don't like this team, but by goodness, you've got to give them props for their grit, the tenacity to keep winning somehow, some way with crap people who are very inconsistent at best, continually, consistently upsets people.
0: I mean, you you hit it on the head, right? It's this uh, Josh Allen-led points coming from somebody every week. And look, when you can put it together every week from somebody on the roster, there's something to be said about the guy managing the team, right? Mm. Whether that be luck, whether that be somebody who, who is seeing things that others aren't, He's finding how to win and the people to plug in and play. I mean, look, he has depth. He's put up 109 and he could have had a better roster going in there. I i think this team is going to be competitive. We have to turn around the imagery of another year, another L until somebody steps up and proves it wrong. Now there's, there's teams he could have played this week where he would have lost, but not a lot of them.
1: Right. Right. Absolutely. I feel bad for the great corn Julio because they looked like they were the solid favorites going in and they did not do too well. I think, obviously, you expect more out of Melvin Gordon and uh, DJ Moore. You expect more out of... I don't really think that I would have played anyone too terribly different. I definitely don't feel... I mean, maybe I would have... St- I No, I wouldn't have started Carson Wentz. Now, I, I think he made the right choices in his playing. It just didn't pan out. Weeks be like that sometimes, and it just always sucks when you have to take an L from the biggest D in the league.
0: Well, I can tell you this right now. I'm I'm glad you said you wouldn't have played anything different cuz there were no points on the bench to go chase. I mean, right. he he set the best lineup that he could. It just wasn't enough and, you know, this is a team that I think will perform better, but I'm not sure he has what it takes to be competitive down the stretch. So, um better days for the Great Cornholio ahead of time, but uh this is this is not going to be a preseason uh, that I think they're going to enjoy. And that takes us to our matchup of the week. We have the pubes of Samson falling short to Saquon my Jacobs by 0.3 points. Now, professor, you and I both play fantasy football. We've been in these types of situations ourselves, hmm. right? I've been the pubes of Samson here. You've been the Saquon my Jacobs in this situation. What's hmm. running through the head? Of Saquon My Jacobs, as he's coming back from from a very close matchup and barely by the skin on his teeth, because he's a lucky little cunt pulling out this type of victory.
1: Right, hypothetically, and trying to place myself in the shoes of Saquon My Jacobs, I bet it felt really good, Dick. I bet it felt so masturbatory good just watching the end of the game and the jump time and stuff, and then of course seeing Lamar Jackson take a knee with 23 seconds left in the game, I, I bet it was orgasmic from hypothetically being in a situation like this to beat uh, an undefeated person, divisional rival by point three,
0: Yeah. Huh? Orgasmic. I, I, that's kind of what I expected you to say. Um, if I were to have to put myself in the shoes of the pubes of Samson and and this type of a loss, um, it would be the type of loss that made you wish you didn't sign up to have to do a podcast to fucking review these games every single week. That's I would imagine that's how it feels because that's how much he hates losing, especially to the other the person on the other side. So um but this this is this is hypothetical, right? Of course. Um yeah, go. Let, let's give you the chance to talk about Saquon Majacobs. What, what's up with this team? Are they uh, they going to do a lot of winning? Well,
1: uh, I would only imagine that <laughs> the big dick person on this feels great because he just keeps getting bit by the injury bug, it seems, looking at his I.O. spots, and he still keeps pulling out just little bitty wins that make him feel so good so so good uh looking forward though he really locked out with the one reception one uh one one yard one reception out of Hayden Hess does not seem like that's something that you should necessarily uh have that regularly although it seems to be something the the rapport with Matt Ryan and his inability to somehow lose is 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 definitely a, a good thing for that uh Kenny goday coming back from injury. What a, what a time. What a time to be able to do that. Uh, I I do think that the team's all right. I, I see some people that I really like. I see some people that could be improved upon. But looking at just the depth on the bench, it looks like he is doing his best to try to uh, mitigate the loss of Saquon. Uh, and also looking over at the pubes, though. Oh, did you want to comment on Saquon My Jacobs and specifically how mammoth his cock must be?
0: I'm just glad you kept it short.
1: Like a tuna can.
0: Um, no, I mean, yeah, I'll take the pubes. I'll i speak to them. They suck. They fucking <laughs> suck. They didn't deserve to win. Um, and, yeah, that's about all I got to say about that. Uh, let's get into our predictions for next week. Uh, starting out, we're looking at the Kansas City Queefs uh, taking on Team Poop. Looking at the projections, Vegas is not liking Team Poop to go back <laughs> up after their performance last week. Um, what, what do you see and in, in, in who do you got in this this uh, matchup?
1: Right, right. Well, right now, Vegas is not too fond of the poop just because of the Connor being out with the postponement of the game. I think that the, the Queefs probably, there's nothing they can do to really improve their score because Godwin it, it apparently is going to be out. If Coleside obviously gets the start, I hope that he would make that adjustment. Simultaneously, I still don't see this being a particular situation where Team Poop loses, but I've been wrong before.
0: Oh yeah, slam the house, bet on Poop. Next up, (laughs) Saquon Jacobs versus The Great Cornholio.
1: Right, right, well, I think that The Great Cornholio has redemption all on his eyes. He wants to be able to uh, feel much better about losing to the other L team and the D, or whatever his name is, and I think the Great Cornholio gets his act together and comes back fighting.
0: Oh, I pray so. I'm I'm taking the Great Cornholio as well. Next up, Team Huster versus Another Year, Another L. Similar to
1: the Great Cornholio, I think the Team Huster is out for blood, and he wants to give another L, another year, his first L for this year
0: yeah I'm, I'm i'm taking another year another l till proven otherwise this guy finds a way to get it done and i think he's going to come through again next up we got hip hip murray versus tanking for tua
1: uh i actually am going to go for hip hip murray similar similar to how you want to take uh, another l uh for his constant winning i want to go anyone against tanking for tua because he finds a way to lose no matter who it is he's playing
0: you know what? I think Tinging Fortua, this is his week. I think it's a trap week for Hip Hip Murray coming off a little too confident from his win last week. Um, and I, I don't think he puts it together uh, this coming up week. Next up, we have the Westerosi Fear Boners versus the Pubes of Samson. Def- definitely the Pubes. The
1: Pubes coming back uh, ready to fight. He's made sure that he's got all of his COVID tested and all of his AIDS tested, and uh, everyone's good to go.
0: Well, if Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews can't do it against Washington, then just fuck this team. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> I would if I could, Dick. I would if I could.
0: I'm I'm taking the pubes to get it done, curls and all. <laughs> Last we have the Chewbacca Defense versus Kevin 2.0. I'm
1: actually going to go with the Chewbacca Defense on this one as well. I know that the score is not updated right now with the, again, postponement of things. I still don't see this in a situation. There's enough people on the bench that I feel confident that Chebacca Defense is able to pull it off.
0: Yeah, and you know what? I'm going to take Kevin 2.0 to take the upset on this one. Not because I actually believe in it, but uh, I, I just wanted to take the ender on that one. So, Well, thank you, everyone, for joining in. I appreciated it. This had to have been one of my favorite episodes ever, and I bid you a good night.